<laughs> I don't care what anyone says. You listen to the best station in the best city with the best food in the whole wide world. Vocalo 91.1 with the squeeze. Yeah. in the afternoon here backstage at Thalia Hall. I'm really excited because I've wanted to do an interview like this for so long. I've been bugging. I want to do like on the scene, on the ground, in concert, backstage interview. And we're here um, with the main squeeze. Hey guys. Hey. There's, th there's, a lot of, there's three of you back here. Not all of you, but enough for this interview. Yes, and we got all the good outfits on. Fit check, fit check. Everyone's looking good, ready to hit the stage. So you guys used to live in Chicago, and I know Corey, uh, low key, no tea, no shade, you said Chicago's your favorite city and you don't care who disagrees with you. It is my favorite city. I do not care who disagrees. <laughs> Best food, um, beautiful weather in the summertime, horrible winter, but the summer makes up for it. My favorite city. You guys moved away because the winter, right? I heard that. Was that what? It, was that what happened? Yeah, the, the weather was a factor. Um, we were here for four years. We came out of college. We were started in college in uh, Bloomington, Indiana, Indiana University. We came here. This was kind of the hub that was closest. And then we were here four years. And then I feel like we, yeah, it was. Partially the industry in LA, partially some connections that we had been making over those years. But yeah, Corey misses Chicago every day. <laughs> okay, I have to say, um, let's get into like top restaurants. I'll have each of you name like one or two restaurants that you need to hit every time you come into the city. Corey, we'll start with you. Oh, well, I love Pequod's. Gotta get some pizza. I know everyone will say, you know, Giordano's or whatever, but Lou Miles, I like to hit Pequod's. I like to go to Shrimp House for a late night. You know what I'm saying? If I want something fancy, Duck Duck Goat. Pretty fun on the West Loop. So any West Loop dining, love it. All right, Max, Max. Yeah, he, Pequod's is kind of the one that I always go to. Not before a show, <laughs> preferably. <laughs> But um, yeah, exactly, or if I'm here a couple of days. And then what I love about Chicago is that pretty much any Mexican place is going to be bomb. And you don't even really have to like have a spot. Um, but yeah, I don't have like a spot that I always hit other than Pequod's and maybe Portillo's. I know it's a chain, but it's fire. This is random, but we lived up north near Andersonville, and there was two spots that I loved going up there. Piatto Pronto got this Dolce de Parma sandwich that anytime I'm in the area, I will get that sandwich. And then we lived right near California on all the Indian restaurants. On and uh, Yeah, but it wasn't... Yeah. The Indians are on Devon? Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, Gawib Nawaz, is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. This Indian yeah, place, Nawaz. 24 hours... It was hitting great price, and yeah, the those are the two spots that I would hit, that I do hit. I love it. So you guys originated in Indiana. You guys all went to IU, right? Yeah. And then you made the move to Chicago, and then now you guys are in L.A. 
correct? So I would say you guys have been together for a long time. It's pretty notorious that it is difficult for bands <laughs> to stay together, especially you. You have a lot of people, different personalities. I, I read somewhere everyone has different religions, different, you know, like lifestyles. What would you guys say is like the key to you guys sticking together? Because it could be really tough, like carrying this relationship personally and musically. Yeah, great question. It is, yeah, I mean, I think we picked them good. We got lucky because when we started, we were pretty close friends and we're still very close friends. I think honoring space is important. Like, you can't be all up in each other's shit all the time, every day. So I think having a little bit of space when we can and transparency, just being honest and open, we definitely all have a say and there's no like leader in the bunch so everyone kind of says what they want and hopefully like people just get on the same page and we always just like meet in the middle wherever that needs to be and it's worked out so far yeah and and i think like you said we got lucky because there are no really big egos in the group there's no divas in the group um there's no heavy drugs in the group like we did we just didn't deal with a lot of those things i think bands deal with uh, and that, you know, a lot of artists maybe do succumb to. Um, and so, yeah, we just genuinely like each other. We're not tired of each other yet. So it's working. Yeah, I would say um, the biggest thing is like embracing the difference versus like using it against. Um, for so long for us, when we first started in college, it was more about um, learning each other's music and what we grew up on. And, and, and that ultimately kind of like allowed us to get to know each other it's weird to get to know each other through music but like it did it helped us kind of learn where each other was coming from and um just kind of embrace the difference and we kind of took that and um molded it into a sound that we thought was pretty eclectic but also uh original and yeah just like i think we all kind of like like it's it's a team you know and a team has many different parts but we all embrace that and we embrace roles and 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 just you know a, a, a rising tide lifts all boats kind of mindset so that's what it's all about and i wanted to kind of i want to get into like how covers and social media and youtube has really played a part in your career but i also know randy jackson played a part in your guys' career as well so i kind of want you guys to get your randy jackson on real quick because one of your biggest um covers online is Childish Gambino Redbone. I checked it has like 5.5 million views I believe so this girl slid into a guy's DMs doing her own cover of Redbone so I'm gonna have you guys after we're done listening to it I didn't I wish I could um, but to hear I wish okay like I talk on the radio for a reason they do not let me sing but I want you guys to rate 1 through 10 after we're done listening to her cover how you would rate her cover of uh, uh, Challenge Gambino from 1 to 10, what would you rate her version of Childish Gambino's Redbone, Corey? 
<laughs> no words. Five foot eight. Five foot eight? You wouldn't respond to that? Oh, if I were Cameron? If yeah. I were Cameron, I would respond. I would respond. Yeah. Would you have some I'm notes? Flat. He'd have some notes. He's like, you're I'm a little flat. flat. That was that was cute. <laughs> okay, what about you? Yeah, I mean, as for what it is, it's a ten. But as yeah, as yeah. as a cover of the song, it's a two. Ooh. That's why it's a five point eight. Right. Smiling. Yeah, if, if I were Cameron, then I would really respect it, and I'd give it like an eight point four. But, but I'm not. I'm not. And yeah. just as like an outside perspective, it was really random, and I feel like. Yeah, like four. That was, that was really creative. Yeah, if I were Cameron, I'd be impressed. I would be into it. Does that, would that automatically go... <laughs> oh, at the end, her number? Uh, would that automatically go into the band group chat? If someone sent that to you? Like, you're sending it automatically. Yes. I would, send, I would probably send that to my whole family. <laughs> um, so, talking about covers... How do you guys, because there's such a different array of genres that you guys cover, like we talked about, you know, you have millions of views on some of these covers, but they're also different. It's like the Beatles, Childish Gambino, like I think you have some rock stuff on there. So how do you guys, do you like put all of your favorite songs in a hat or how do you decide which ones you guys are going to do? Yeah. Yeah, it is, it's kind of like putting our favorite songs in a hat. I mean, it started, I would say, like when the band first started, we did primarily covers, actually all covers when we first started, because we just wanted to get out and play. We were already really good musicians. We were all in music school, or a lot of us. So we just knew that we could get gigs and make some money. So naturally we went and did covers. And at that point we were just doing our favorite music and kind of, kind of were doing like top 40 from the 60s through the 70s through the 80s, even stuff like that and even some modern. And then, you know, we started making our own original music and we became really passionate about that. But the, the covers have always been a way to draw new people in. And yeah, I mean, so we just kind of took that tradition with us, like how we started. And Corey mentioned, we learned each other through each other's music. So, you know, he's always down to play one of my favorite songs. I'm always down to play one of his favorite songs. And that's, kind of how we've done it and so I also think it's really important I was reading some stuff about you guys and I love to see like what artists did during the pandemic because I feel like either people were really productive or really just like asleep the whole two years or something um but I know Corey you said that you guys really are so close location wise to each other and you guys have like the main squeeze house and that you guys it was always important for you guys to have a hub for you guys to meet and create and play music was it like hard creating during that time um not for us the pandemic was a blessing honestly um we've been out so much in the years prior it was a good reset for us to go back to our home base but um when the band first started we always had a house we used to when I first joined, we would be at Smiley's house in college every you know day working on stuff. And then we eventually got our own place and that was the hub in Bloomington. We moved to Chicago and we had kind of three houses, but mostly rehearsed at two of them. And when we moved out to LA, it's always been important for us to have a place where we could both rehearse and hang and just kind of be 
able to just do our thing and we we've always we took that out to LA there's so many musicians out there a lot of kids from Berkeley and just that want to play and it was you know at two in the morning in LA like if you don't got your own studio there's not many places where you can go play and so you know that's kind of how we grew kind of the beginning of what became the vibe tape is you know lots of LA musicians come into that house and us keeping that always in the mindset and in the back um uh, people coming through and, and wanting to play and wanting to jam all night and party and uh, so during the pandemic like we had these videos on YouTube they were already doing well when we would be on the road we would stop in New Orleans and record with friends we would stop back in Bloomington when once we moved away and record with friends and so once these videos started taking off on YouTube when COVID happened and we weren't really able to go out we instead of you know kind of being down about it we just decided like hey let's just start doing these covers at home and putting them up on the channel and let's figure out how to start you know i I've, i always laugh because i was trying to do this from the time that man in the mirror went viral like trying to get people on youtube to see us live because it's like youtube's it's the whole world right and it was always important to like I just thought that if we could get it up, it would be awesome. And when, when pandemic happened, our drummer Ruben spent the first three weeks like just trying to, to, to wire everything up so that we could present the kind of show that we would be okay with through YouTube. And once we were able to get that up and going, it was the sky was the limit for us. Obviously, people were sitting at home looking for stuff to do. Um, the fact that we were together and not a lot of bands were were together like that, it gave us an opportunity to play that music, play those shows, and just give people just a breath of fresh air in a time where there was a lot of confusion and a lot of just not knowing what was next. And so, you know, the pandemic, I always say, it wasn't great for everyone but for the main squeeze it was actually exactly what we needed in the sense of it allowed something that was already kind of the fire was kind of stoked it just allowed it to grow bigger and now smiley okay so you mentioned that you've always had the main squeeze house somewhere for you guys to like practice yeah. i want to know about the noise complaints have there been any noise complaints yeah definitely <laughs> um but uh you know we've always made it pretty like a big point to go over to all the neighbors and be up front and be nice with them right away and tell them that we are a band and hope that they're okay with it and tell them here's our number let us know if there's ever a time that it's getting annoying and we'll stop right away and that's always been good at our last house our neighbor was always really cool they shared a fence with us and they heard music from our end and we heard music on their end and we never really got to talking to them that much. And right before we moved out, we went over to them and I like thanked them. I like jumped over the fence and said, hey, thank you all for being really cool neighbors. Uh, we're moving out, but you guys were awesome to uh, share space with. And they were like, we love you guys. Like your music's awesome. What's the name of your band? I'm like, we're the main squeeze. And they're like, we're artists too. And it was black, the artist black with a six. Oh he was our, he was our neighbor and his partner Quinn is also a great R&B singer. And now they're really close friends of ours. And they were great neighbors. 
Um, nowadays, we live in a different house. Our direct neighbor is amazing. Like we're very close with her. Her name's Lisa. And then two doors down, we've had some complaints, but we killed them with kindness and we've gotten through it and we're good. And sometimes when we're doing those parties at like two in the morning, we get a text that says, hey, our house is shaking. Can you turn the bass down a little bit? And they have kids and we turn the bass down and then we make it work. We don't like shove it in their face, but we make it work. The cops were only called once and they didn't really do anything. They were just like... Uh, you know, shout out to Lisa really quick. Yeah, <laughs> and shout out to Black, by the way, too. Yeah. Shout out to all the neighbors that don't complain. I mean, that's not bad. Only one only one yeah. co- okay. uh, call to the cops. So, of course, we're backstage at Talia Hall, and you guys are going to perform tonight. I have to say, like, is there a favorite song for each of you, that, like your favorite song to perform on stage with the band? They're all like your children, honestly. Um, but I'm like I'm excited about the new music, and that's always what happens. Like you spend all this time trying to get an album together and perfect that, and get it to a place. And you know, you take that out, and people love it. And then you inst- you spend so much time on it that you're just excited for new stuff. So like, yeah, we've been working on new music, and. I'm always excited to just play new stuff. That's the way that when we first started writing, we would try out songs live. And so it's always like this, I don't know, like little butterflies of just like seeing how people react to seeing new stuff for the first time. Uh, but they're all my kids, so I can't like pick a song that I love. Um, I would say if I really had to pick, probably the song I'll Take Another is my favorite to play. Um, it's very, yeah, it's hard to choose and I don't really truly have one but if i really had to say one there's just so many parts to it it goes really hard the the crowd always goes crazy and then there's a lot of moments for improvisation where it can be completely different from night to night so that's a huge plus for me and there's just like the big moment between smiley and i with the guitar and the guitar and it's super epic i mean we really need to write another song like that but until we do that'll probably be my favorite I like the new <laughs> Just anything that we haven't played much. This tour, I think it's the song called Getting Where You Fit In. It's one of our new songs. It's not recorded, it's not released, and it's been evolving. And every show, I feel like we unlock some new level to it. And just because it's like a risk and no one knows it, you're kind of just like gauging as as the tour goes on, how people like it, what we can do to make it better. And then we go home and we record it for it to live as the studio version forever. And I think there's something really unique about playing a song out that isn't released because it's just, it'll never change from the time that you release it. So until then, it's just, it's kind of in this like limbo that's really unique and cool. And I have to say, one of my favorite songs for you, from you guys, I was listening to, to it while I was like doing my makeup and stuff, is Sunday Morning. Because yeah. I feel like there's always, there's like two different types of Sunday songs. It's like, okay, we're going to Mimosa Brunch. Yeah. It's like, or like, we're just vibing because life is good and it's a beautiful day. And I feel like that's how Sunday Morning feels. Yeah. And are you guys working, because I mean, the album came out last year mm-hmm. in 2022. Are you guys working on any new music or you're just excited more about performing? Um, Yeah, we're working on a lot of new music. That's what we've been sitting at home working on. Um, Max and our bass player Rob have really kind of taken the lead. Just, Just crafting it, 
some some new stuff you know we always want to just push the boundaries a little bit um we're always evolving and just trying to figure out you know you know where the squeeze is going to be and and how it continues to grow but a lot of new music um we spent last december cutting through about 30 20 to 30 different ideas and at the end of kind of going through it it was not as as inspiring as you know we probably would have hoped so we kind of went back to the drawing board and rob sent out a couple ideas and our manager heard that and i think we all did and just kind of felt really good about the direction of it i went out to vegas and cut a song with him and i got back and max was sending ideas to him and he was recrafting them so we probably you know came up between the december stuff that we didn't really love and the new stuff about 40 different ideas 40 or 50 different ideas that we're hoping to turn into the next best squeeze album and it's always about growth it's always about you know they're just to me albums are always just a snapshot of time like where we're at what we're trying to do where we're trying to go and i think the best is yet to come so yeah we're working on it anyone want to add anything nailed it yeah that's that's where we're at with the new stuff and we just uh we're in the middle of releasing a a collaborative album right now called the vibe tape and we had a song that came out today called all for you featuring felly um it's a collaborative album between uh the main squeeze and myself smile high uh and yeah it's one song every week every friday we're five songs in uh four songs in four this is the fourth song and it's a trip. We got a lot of cool videos out. Black's on one of the songs, and Quinn. And we got Felly. We got Tiffany Goucher. I'll be the Nomad. A bunch of artists. And it was really fun and a different experience. And, uh, yeah, that's in the middle of rolling out right now. I don't know when this interview will be released, but there's at least four songs out right now. Is this live? <laughs> um, and so that's great because New Music Friday, so there's going to be a song out every Friday. And you guys, I know you guys have to go eat before you head to the stage. I know you got dinner plans and everything, so I'll go ahead and let you go. Again, we're backstage at Dahlia Hall with the main squeeze, and I'm excited to see the show tonight. Yay. I just got the Randy Jackson thing. I literally just got it. We were saying you guys are going to be the new Randy Jackson. Because you guys are just seeing it. Yeah. Hold on, Randy. I didn't catch that. I would have been like, I should have said it's going to be a new one. No one did any dog references.